home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. Well, welcome into 2022, my friends. I cannot believe we've made it another year, but here we are. New year, new shows, and I'm so excited you're taking the journey with us this year. Tonight, in just a couple of moments, I'll be bringing on my guest co-host, our VIP, Rebecca Fisk, who is joining us from her comforts of her living room, I hope, and I can't wait to catch up with her. But in the meantime, I'm remiss to remind you that we have several shows on the network, and I want to make sure if you're only sampling Rated G Radio, you know that we have so much more to offer you each and every week. We have Rated LGBT Radio, the show I started oh, probably about eight years ago with Mr. Rob Watson. That's live on two, uh, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific. Specials made by Rated Oz Radio's very own Mary Lou Monroe Ray out of Brisbane, Australia. And then a monthly show where Stephanie Gerard interviews various people around the country on their special gifts they bring to the world with her show called Journey with Stephanie. Then every once in a while, we're doing super cool specials with Rebecca. We'll talk about those in just a few moments. Um, But in the meantime, I'm curious to know what you did over New Year's. If you would like to call in and talk about your New Year's plans, New Year's resolutions, or anything new to you, that would be super cool because we are taking your calls in this live hour of radio history. You can call in tonight at 323-657-1493. The question I will pose to our listeners tonight, and you may need to ponder this. So if you need some time to think about it, I will ask you to send me an email you can email us just by going to ratedgradio.com and clicking the contact button and send me a note. I would love your feedback. We have a regular listener, and she is um, asking me a question tonight to ask you, the audience. She goes, thanks for your Facebook support. Now I need ideas for an AbFab birthday celebration. I despise this third wave of COVID and its continued jeopardy for our health. So sad. So this is a uh, longtime listener who is in Orange County, California, of a certain retired age. She is an author of some regard and has had several uh, best-selling books hit the charts. And she would like to celebrate her birthday in some kind of style this year. So if you have ideas about what we can suggest to her, perhaps she can even come on the show as a guest and talk about her birthday plans in an upcoming show. Who knows? The possibilities are endless. But we would like to hear from you on what you would think would be a super fun AbFab birthday celebration this year that you can do amid this COVID chaos that we are murkily managing through. So with that, Rebecca Fisk, welcome to Rated G Radio. Thank you, Garrett. <laughs> How you doing? Thank you, Garrett. I am doing as well as I can be doing right now. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start I, by well, talking you... about your new year. 
Well, my, my Christmas and my New Year did not go the way that I had planned. And, you know, we always have plans. Like, I, I try to be spontaneous and go with the flow and do all that stuff. But I love having things on the calendar to look forward to. And, um, you know, and I'm, I'm busy. I'm a single mom. I have my own business. I'm, I'm a busy person. And uh, you can find me, you know, in my office most of the time, which is, I do have offices, but, it, but you know, the, the other office is the car. So I am out and about quite a bit, actually, when I'm not working. Um, and uh, so <laughs> I have been getting messages about needing to be a little more grounded in my body. And uh, I think we, I think I talked to you all about this uh, the last show where I had hit a parked car and it's like, okay, slow down, get in your body, be more grounded. Well, apparently I did not listen, Garrett, did not listen. What? Yeah, well, you know, once in a while, I, I, and I always tell everybody, listen, you want to you wanna catch it when God is whispering in your ear. You know, if you don't listen, you'll talk a little louder. Uh, and eventually you get yelled at, and, and I, got, I got yelled at, basically. Um, and basically the message I got was sit down and stay there. And the, the way that that showed up was, um, and it was, it was interesting, little, little, I'll give you a backstory for it in a minute. Um, so I, on December 16th, I took a little trip, literally tripped, had stuff in my hands, landed on my shoulder, and I broke it in two places. And um, I'll tell you, not fun. <laughs> um, the good news is that the ER doctor told me that most people who, who have this particular type of injury who land the way that I landed, they, t- they tend to shatter the bone, which I did not do. I, I only broke it in two places. Um, but it did require surgery, and um, and I only found out a couple of days ago reading the post-op notes that he had to reattach the tendon. Um, thought he was going to have to reattach the bicep, but didn't have to do that. So I did a thorough job, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, so I basically have been home except to go to the doctor and to have surgery. I haven't been out and about. I haven't been driving anywhere. I, I got the message loud and clear that God said, sit down and stay there. Um, so, you know, I figure that the last part of my life, the last half of my life is going to be, I'm going to be super healthy and I won't have any injuries because I've gotten it all out of the way. <laughs> well, I would hope so. Yes. So the, the backstory was, if you want to look at this from an energetic thing, I had a friend visiting from the Bay Area, and we were going through and organizing and sorting um, some, you know, like my work area, my work desk. And then I had like a couple of cubbies and a couple of drawers where I would just throw stuff and I wasn't really organizing or filing or, you know, doing the neat and tidy thing. And I've kind of had been living that way for a while. And I thought, you know, this is going to be my Christmas present to myself. And the Christmas present to her was that I was to fly up to her place in the Bay area two days after she came down here. And I was going to do the same thing for her at her place. And so she had just arrived that morning and we were going through a whole bunch of stuff. And I realized I was late for a Pilates class. That's why I was, I was rushing around. Um, And we talked about it for a minute and she said, you know, what does the clutter remind you of? 
And they said, well, you know, my mom always had like a, a, a desk or a corner or a something where she would just have papers piled. And it was kind of this familiar, comfortable thing for me, even though it doesn't, it's not nice to look at. Um, but there was a, a sense of comfort and a connection to my mom, which I had never thought about before. And so my friend, who's also very spiritual, was kind of pointing out to me that, you know, you can let go of the connection to your mom in that way. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But I also felt really agitated. And then, of course, I discovered that I was running late. So I put my shoes on, which Garrett knows I never walk around with shoes in my house. But I had put my shoes on and realized I left my, my water and my phone in the other room. So I went over to get it. And then I was coming back. My hands are full. I'm walking really fast. I have shoes on, and I tripped on a throw rug in front of the door in, inside oh, my own on. place. I have not heard yeah. this story well, live, so this is fascinating to me. <laughs> well, you know, it's um, and you know, most accidents happen in the home. I was a police and fire dispatcher. I can tell you, most car accidents happen within a mile of your home, and most accidents for injuries happen inside your own home. So, you know, yeah, I I was playing right into that statistic. Um, but anyway, so. Uh, I thought, well, okay, let me, just, let me just sit here for a minute. I already knew that I'd really hurt my arm because I could wiggle my fingers, but I couldn't lift my arm, and it hurt really bad. And uh, so then when I stood up, I was really dizzy and, um, and getting cold and clammy really quickly, which is a sign you're going into shock. So what do you do for that? You lie down and you elevate your legs. So I did that for a few minutes thinking, okay, I'm going to get myself stable, and then my friend can take me to the doctor. Well, that didn't happen. So we had to call the paramedics. <laughs> and um, so I got my little nice ride in the ambulance to the hospital. And, and um, oh, well, you know, and, and, and as you were saying, Garrett, you know, the protocols in the emergency rooms are very different right now with COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So it's basically the gurneys line up until they can figure out where, where they're putting you and why you're there and all of that. They do an assessment before they even take you in. Um, but, you know, it's... I'm not complaining. Um, it's been a very humbling lesson in allowing people to help me because I'm not great at that. I've always been independent. I've always taken care of myself. Um, I love helping other people, and it's very difficult for me to allow people to help me. And I have no choice because I'm in an immobilizer, and I, have, I, I get the stitches out tomorrow, but it's been two weeks since surgery. I have another month of wearing the immobilizer, and then I start physical therapy. So I'm not allowed to drive. I can't do anything. And, uh, and then I'm on pain meds, which Garrett knows I hate taking anything. Um, but it's painful. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm home. I'm, I'm literally in my jammies right now, which, Garrett, I know we talked about this. <laughs> um, and my kiddo, my teenage kiddo, has been staying home and helping me. She's uh, been doing independent study from school and basically helping me when I need help. And uh, so I've really surrendered into the quiet. I'm allowing people to help me, and I am surrendering into the quiet. There's no place to go. There's nothing to do. I did get to watch the two phenomenal football games yesterday. Super happy about that. And, uh, Garrett, I don't know, do you watch football? Well, since I don't have a TV. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. But you know what? You can watch it on your iPad if you're interested. Okay. Well, when I'm not working sometime, I'll remember that. Because <laughs> you love football so much. Well, anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, they were gr- 
they were great games. Anyway, um, yeah, so the other thing that I've noticed is uh, I don't have much of a filter when I'm on pain meds. So uh, it's been very interesting, just like I have basically no filter. Watch out, listeners. We have no holds <laughs> barred tonight. Rebecca is yeah. uncensored. I am, uh, well, I'll have, probably have a little bit on, but it's, uh, yeah. Anyway, so so it's been interesting. But so you talked a little bit about, like, asking listeners about New Year's resolutions and that kind of thing. Um, I don't really do resolutions. Um, I, I do them more as goals for the year. And um, and so basically my my goal for the year is I'm going to take better care of myself, which, you know, I'm, it's not bad, but I'm definitely going to spend more time being connected and grounded. Um, I started a certification course. I started today. I'm basically going to be in school full time for the next year. And um, so I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in taking care of me, investing in myself, which ultimately will allow me to be of better service for my clients. Um, and then basically the other part of my resolve for the year, if you will, is no BS. Well, you've never really been a BS kind of person anyway. No, but I've, I've accepted it from other people, and I'm, I've decided oh, yeah, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. that anymore. That's for sure. And you know that. Mm-hmm. You absolutely know that. Yeah. So I'm kind of done with that, too. So that's, well, that's my – nice to hear. My resolve for the year. Yeah, the new and improved Rebecca. So, so Garrett, we can talk about this in a few months, and <laughs> uh, you'll be able to tell me. It, you know, I'll hold you accountable. It's assessment. Oh, I know you will. And, I and the listeners an will go, assessment. Rebecca, yeah. we talked about the bullshit factor back in January. Do you remember that? And That's you're like, right. Ah, maybe. And then we'll go oh, from no, there. Oh, no, no. I'll remember. Okay. I'll remember. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, and then the other Very thing good. is, it's been surprising and wonderful, the people who have shown up for me. You know, people that I didn't know if they would, and they did. And that's been, that's been really wonderful. So. Well, the question I must have answered, Rebecca, did you get the yes. dishes and laundry done the other day? The uh, other day, I sent you, you a text, and, and, I, and I said, la, 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 and you said, well, um, my kids sleeping on the couch, and I said it's time to yep. start singing a song until the laundry and dishes are done. Did they get done? They are done. They and are done. Kept up. Now, I, now I will tell you, I've had one of one of the great things about this, which I don't really recommend this. You know, if you want to see a longtime friend that you haven't seen in a while, just make plans to visit. Don't don't do what I don't don't do what I do. You know, don't do what I did. I have a, a very close friend who lives in Arizona. We met in kindergarten when we were four years old. She's still my closest friend. And it was my kiddo's birthday this weekend, and she had stayed home all of last week to take care of me, basically. So my ex took our kiddo to San Diego for the weekend for her birthday. So my friend and her husband drove from Arizona to come out here to help me for the weekend. Oh, my. While she was gone. So my house hasn't been this clean in a while. Like my friend is like, okay, I'm going to clean this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. Cleaned out my fridge, did, went through all of the laundry. I mean, everything. It's like my house hasn't been this clean in a while. Well, hello. So, I know. So my kiddo is now, now understands, no, you're going to keep it clean. Like if there's a dish in the sink, it gets washed before you go to bed. So we're doing that now, which is a really oh, great nice. thing. Maintenance. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, now, I, I hope you told yes. your friend that you have a friend down in Huntington Beach that if they felt like taking on a pity party, they could come down here and, you know, I'd let them stay in the Airbnb room if they wanted okay, to do the I'll same let, thing. I will let her know for next time. Okay, for next time. <laughs> and by the yeah, way, but I'm not, I'm yeah, not breaking my way, shoulder for them to come visit, by no. the way. I'm just stating that as a no, fact. No. Well, and I'm just going to tell everybody that I did this for everyone. None of you need to do this. Trust me, right. you yeah. don't want to, you don't need to, and just make sure you're grounded. Whatever you're doing, don't be in a hurry. It's, just be late. Just be late. It's okay. Not a big deal. And if you don't wear shoes in the house, don't wear shoes in the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Can I share, yeah. this is interesting that this happened because you were rushing around, because the last, I don't know, three weeks especially, I have found myself when I'm in traffic trying to get somewhere behind the dumbest bunches of bricks for drivers I've ever seen (laughs) where if you're in the fast lane, go the friggin' speed limit. I don't need you to speed, but if it's 35, don't go 17. If it's 55, don't go 32. Get out of my friggin' way. If you're not going to go the speed limit, but no, everybody every day of the week is out for their proverbial 1950s Sunday drive. And I have been nothing but pissed off driving around, but in the moment, this is interesting that you slipped and did this. And because you were in a rush, I am Mm -hmm. telling myself, or I'm being guided to say, it's okay, slow down. You are not in a rush. Just enjoy the journey. Now, maybe not in those exact words, but that's really the intent is to, you know what? You don't need to be a dick and swerve around and not use your signal and prove a point or any of this like I would like to do. But it's to just <laughs> say, okay, you know what? I'm behind, you know, grandma at 32 years old who can't go 45 and a 45. I'm just going to sit here and go 18 and I'm going to be happy about it. And, it, you know, I have the patience of zero when it comes to stuff like that. But it's happened enough where I'm going, okay, I need to recognize that this is, a, again, a sign to slow down because you're not in a rush. And there's no need to do that. So I'm sorry you ended up having that shoulder fracture, but um, that is a great lesson for everybody. Well, it is. And you know what? This is the thing. And I, I, I've known for, for many years now, actually, that for whatever reason, I made an agreement with God that I would either be first or be a person who experiences things so that other people don't have to have the lesson. Or mm-hmm. I have the lesson so that I can teach other people about it from experience. So, yeah, if, if it means that five of you decide to slow down and take your time, then I'm happy. If that means that, you know, and Garrett, if that means you're going to slow down and, and, and won't be in a hurry now because you'll just be mindful of being right where you are. Um, one of my friends said something very wise to me um, after this, and he said, it's about surrendering into what is and allowing the unknown because I don't, I don't, from one day to the next right now, I have some things that I know I'm going to be doing, but um, I'm just right now basically allowing my life to unfold without an agenda. 
except school and making sure my kid's okay and making sure that I'm okay. There isn't anything else right now. Because, frankly, I don't even have bandwidth for anything else. Yeah, yeah, you're already stretched Yeah, so, you know, we are human beings. We're not human doings, but we're also used to doing. And I have been a doer who does things to distract from allowing myself to just really fully be. Even though, yes, I do meditation and I do chanting and I do all of that, um, there's, a, there's, I'm, I'm certainly being given an opportunity now to integrate all of that at a much deeper level. And I am doing that because there's no other way to go. There's nowhere to go besides that. Um, I'm also allowing myself to kind of surrender into the pain uh, because the pain management has been a bit of a challenge. Um, and mostly because I didn't listen to some wise friends who said, stay ahead of it. I thought, well, I don't need that much. Mm, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And so in the moments when I've been experiencing a lot of pain, I've allowed myself to not resist it, to just allow it, surrender into it, um, because I still do come out the other side. And everything is really okay. It's just pain. Well, you're a lot braver than me because I hate pain pretty much of any level. And yet, you know, here we are talking about that. And how many shows ago did I say, oh, by the way, I'm just starting physical therapy. And you're like, you've never told me about this. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't want, want to bitch about it. But I'm, I'm in physical therapy right now twice a week if you are tuning in for the first minute in a long time for my right shoulder because I got an awesome macho man shape last year to the point where I tore something in my right shoulder. I think it's like my ugh, rotator cuff. Don't say it out loud. And I thought, well, I'll just work through the pain because I'm macho. Well, guess what, Rebecca? I'm not that macho. Well, I am, but not really. And you so are. then, okay. went, well, I am, but you know. So <laughs> I continued to work through it for three or four months by putting castor oil on it because, you know, I figured, well, that will work because it'll just get in there and work on the joints and everything will be great. And it's worked in the past. Well, apparently whatever I had in the past was not this. So then I it did quantum healing on it, and apparently mm-hmm. it's healed at a completely universal dimension that I'm not aware of because that didn't work. Um, and then I put essential oils on it, and that just made it smell good. <laughs> and then so finally, in October, I went to my doctor, and I said, well, I've tried all these things. And she said, well, let's go to physical therapy. So in the early part of December, I looked at the prescription she'd wrote out over five weeks earlier and said, well, I I think it's about time I finally go to physical therapy. So I found a place that's near my place and I'm going twice a week. They'd like me to go three times a week. I'm sure it's not for the money at all. And Mm -mm, I'm mm -mm. really enjoying (laughs) the physical therapy. I can tell it's helping, but I'm going to tell you, I don't like pain, Rebecca, at all. And then Coupled with that, this time of year, I can't say the word headache at work because that will put me out on a 10-day mandatory COVID precautionary oh, leave. No. So I can't have a headache at work. And oh, I get boy. seasonal migraines at, at this time of year, if you didn't mm-hmm. know that. I, I think remember. you did know that. And so that. for me, um, I made the mistake oh, uh, before Thanksgiving of saying that I had a headache and I needed to be out for the day. And that just caused a whole flurry of things. So. I have found over the Christmas break, because I'm slow to the party, a Excedrin migraine 
knockoff. It's the store brand because it's half price. Mm-hmm. And I have, I, where has this magic been all my life? Because if I knew that I could have done this versus my, I'm going to take a half a bottle of aspirin today and pray the pain away. That works so well. Um, You know, I I only had to take one of these, I don't know, migraine extra super duper, whatever pills. So it's over the counter. And wow, that made such a difference that um, I'll be utilizing that again. But being in pain is not a fun thing. Mm-mm. No. It's not. So I, what are, I'm not a fan of pain either. I'm not. So I know that you and I are not big fans of taking pills and, and such, but um, what what kind of elixirs have they got you hopped up on for the shoulder? Oh, they have me on good stuff. Um and I have not done this consistently. I should have stayed on it longer, but I didn't. So um, initially, I was just on Percocet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the surgery, so, okay, so I was on Percocet before the surgery, and it was helping. Um, the day of surgery, they said, we're going to give you a nerve block, and it'll last about 12 to 18 hours. So you're going to go to sleep, and when you wake up, you're not going to feel anything. Okay. But you want Yay. to stay ahead of the pain. Okay. So, you know, woke up, had this contraption on my arm, this immobilizer thing. They don't say, oh, here's how you put it on. Here's what you do. They just say, here it is. You uh-huh. supposed to take it off twice a day to bend your elbow, but otherwise everything stays immobilized, and we're not going to show you how to do it or what position you have to be in or anything. Just there you go. This is, this is your new toy for the next six weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so the next day, you know, in the morning, I was starting to feel a little bit of pain and I took a Percocet and I waited a while and, um, you know, you can't take it that often, right? It's strong drugs. And the doctor had said, no ibuprofen. Um, they didn't want me to take ibuprofen because they said it can slow the, the bone growth. Ah. Um, but a lot of times they, they recommend it depending on what it is. I've had menisectomies and they say, yeah, alternate Percocet with, with ibuprofen because the ibuprofen will help keep the inflammation down in a higher dose, and it helps with the pain. So, um, so they said, no ibuprofen, so I'm just taking the Percocet, you know, however often I can, but it's hurting a lot. And basically, by I had surgery on a Tuesday. By Wednesday evening, it, I will tell you, it was excruciatingly painful. I, it was more painful mm. than labor. Oh, and I called the doctor's office because I finally was like, I don't know what to do. And so he said right away, okay, start the, four, start the 800 milligrams of ibuprofen, um, double up on the Percocet, and I'm going to call in a muscle relaxer. So ibuprofen, Percocet, and muscle relaxers. Is wow. Um, and, well, that and sounds by like the fun. Way, oh, it's, well, <laughs> it's, you know, it took me until it took me almost 24 hours to actually get to where I was out of pain Oof. on that protocol because you take the Percocet and then four hours later you take the ibuprofen and then four mm-hmm. hours later you take the Percocet. So you're doing something every four hours. So I literally had a timer set and then my kiddo would help me like bring me cause I always would eat a little something. So, okay, bring me a banana, eat the banana, take the pills, drink some water, go back to sleep. So as mm-hmm. you can imagine, I haven't been sleeping a whole lot either. I think that's probably why I'm this cranky pants with my, like no filter. I have not had a good night's sleep since before I fell. The maximum uh, amount of sleep that I've had un- uninterrupted is about four hours. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and, 
let's see here. Um, so the reason I wanted to get quickly is because I want to go outside and go for a walk. And I'm not talking like a power walk. I'm talking like I just want to go outside and get some fresh air. Well, I live upstairs. Yep. So I go out my door and I have to go down a flight of stairs. And I feel a little too loopy to do that when I'm on the pain meds. Yeah, you'll break so, the other shoulder and then, you know, it's a whole no, different no, no, comedic routine. Yeah. No, yeah. no more. I'm not, I'm not falling anymore. I mean, honestly, I haven't fallen in years. Like I haven't, I've had, you know, with the car thing, haven't had a fender bender, haven't had a ticket, nothing in years, nothing, no falls, no trips, no injuries, really. The only thing that I had going on was um, I'd stopped working out of the gym, doing my lower legs and lower body uh, when we shut down because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so my core muscles got weak. And so my knees started hurting because I was doing so much walking. But the, the good news is, so I was doing physical therapy exercises to strengthen my core even before this. So at least like I can get up straight and down, uh, up and down without having to hold on. Because at least those muscles are all strong. Because I can't, I mean, I'm getting some strength back now that the tendon's been reattached. But I couldn't open a banana last week. I couldn't. I couldn't open a pill bottle, couldn't open a banana. I couldn't hold myself. I couldn't hold anything in my hand. Ugh. So I'm, I am Not slowly fun. getting better. I can hold yeah. my phone now. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that's good for yeah, us tonight. I, yeah, and my, my whole wardrobe is uh, tank tops and pajama pants or sweatpants because well, I can't put on any other clothes. Dear. Well, yeah, but you look what? great in that. That is not my preferred wardrobe. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh goodness. But, so, um, how has this yeah. impacted your your uh, clients and abilities to do work? You know, um, it's really interesting. So, I've been doing this work for over thirty years, and what I learned—it's been probably ten years ago now. I finally reached a level of competency where no matter what was going on in my personal life, I could still do a good reading. I could still show up for my clients in the way that they needed me to. And so with this whole thing, I have drastically reduced the number of clients that I will talk to, partly because I'm tired, um, but also because I want to time the sessions with clients where, you know, I'm not completely, you know, jacked up on all the medication. Because if mm-hmm. I've taken a muscle relaxer and I've taken the Percocet, I'm, I'm tired. I need a nap. Um, but other than that, it hasn't really impacted my work. So aside from the fact that I am just drastically reducing the number of sessions, and then I did basically put it off. You know, I didn't have any clients that, that whole week with the surgery because I was right, like, right. No, I'm just going to let yep. myself rest. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but you know, but I'm doing this certification course now, so I'm basically in school full time, and uh, so the number of days that I'm available to talk to clients is also reduced right now, and that's it's going to be this way for about a year. Mm-hmm. Well, this is mm-hmm. a great time to let everybody know who's listening to the show live that on the show page we do have a link to Rebecca's website, IamRebecca.com. So if you are looking for a psychic reading, this is not a psychic call-in show for everybody who's called in tonight and is used to asking Rebecca questions. This is Garrett gets to talk to Rebecca tonight. So if you'd like to ask Rebecca a question, you can schedule a session with her and tell her that you or tell yeah, tell her that you heard 
about the show on Rated G Radio, and she'll hook you up with a radio special for first-time callers. Uh, but it's imrebecca.com or click the link on the show page for Rebecca and you'll get right there. I'll also let you know that you can take us on the go with you. We are on Apple's podcasts under the flagship of rated LGBT radio and also on iHeartRadio. You can find us there as well. So you can subscribe for free and follow and listen at your convenience wherever you want to take the show. So thank you, Rebecca, for being here tonight. Well, what else is going on in the world? I'm sure we've heard that Betty White passed over on New Year's Eve. Any thoughts on this American legend that was so dear to all of us? Oh, I loved her. I just thought she was great. Um, And, you know, there's a documentary about her. I think it's on Netflix. And I really enjoyed watching that. And, you know, I remember watching her on Password when I was a little kid, watching her on Password where her husband, uh, Alan Ludden, was the host. And, you know, after he passed away, you know, she had said he was the love of her life and she never married again. Um, but just know, learning more about her, like watching her in interviews and, um, you know, finding out that, you know, she could be really sassy. It was just what a great, what a great person. You know, she did what she wanted to do. She really was somebody who broke a lot of rules in Hollywood, you know, um, in television and in radio. And what a phenomenal human being, you know, always stayed true to who she was. Um, was, you know, it said at some point said something about how she maybe preferred animals to humans, but um, was always working on behalf of animals. And, and, you know, just what a great, great lady. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've been hearing that on the day that she was supposed to turn 100, that the big thing everybody's supposed to do is to donate $5 to your favorite animal shelter in her name and see what kind of impact we can make. That would be a really cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. I I also had read that. So thanks for the reminder. Oh, goodness gracious. You know, and I think one of the things I'm so fascinated about is the fact that she was the first woman to host her own talk show. So she was a pioneer in broadcasting to pave the way for, the Oprah's and the Barbara's and the Sally Jesse's and the everybody else that followed. But literally, you know, 50, 60 years ago, she was hosting her own talk show variety show. And that to me, I'm so fascinated specifically Rebecca, because she never did another show like that after, you know, she started in mod or not mod, but she starred in um, the Mary Tyler Moore show. And of course the golden girls and hot in Cleveland, all those favorites that we have during the movies. And yet she never returned to host her own talk show again. I'm very curious why that never happened a second time. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't think they touched on that actually. I don't know. But I know that there was the whole thing about her having a comeback at at age 90 and the whole Mm -hmm. thing about somebody saying she should host SNL. And there you go. So there you go. I know, which is Mm -hmm. amazing and wonderful. Yeah. 
Well, have I told you since the last time we've chatted that Santa is retired for the uh, – well, Santa's retired. He went back to the North Pole on Christmas Eve. Did you know that? Um, I did, and I actually uh, – let me think of how I want to word this. Um, you have no filter, so don't use I, one. I, I, <laughs> well, let's just say I saw the transformation. I saw okay, Santa uh, waving bye-bye. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, so, I'll, I'll tell uh, you. So in, in perfect divine timing. So I go out to record this Christmas album and have it go out before Christmas. And I do all of the things that I'm supposed to do. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm able to successfully get five of my new singles out on iTunes and Spotify and all of that before Christmas. It's great. Right. But my album is stuck at the CD distribution company, and I they are set up in a way that you can't just call and get somebody on the phone. You know, so you can get it fixed right away, and magically it's all done. So I have it submitted in early November, so I can have it out and maybe sell 12 copies before Christmas, or 13 or 14. Who knows? I might have a big fan club this year, and I can't get anybody to push the button to make the album go through. And so after Christmas, you know, when you're really in the mood to buy Christmas music, I get an email from them because I'd asked for a callback. I've asked, you know, they said, oh, yeah, just press this button and we'll schedule a callback. We'll call you within 45 minutes of your scheduled time and da-da-da-da-da. And so on my one day off that I have, I scheduled it for a callback and I sat at the phone or my computer, which is my phone. I sat here for eight hours and they never called. And so I, they sent me an email and um, oh, we blah, 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 blah. And I wrote them back and I said, I'm sitting here in tears crying because I know whatever is holding this up has to be easy, but I don't know what button to push and I don't know what to do. And I'm stuck here without a, you know, I can't do, press the button to have it go to Apple and Spotify and iTunes and all this other kind of stuff without you. So I don't know what to do. And so days went by and days went by and days went by. Christmas passes. And on New Year's Eve, I'm at my office and I get a call from Anthony at the distribution company. And it's super nice. Couldn't have been more of a gem. And I said, Anthony, I want to wring whoever's neck who has held up this bottleneck, but my Christmas album is not really going to sell now that it's New Year's Eve, but let's get it fixed. So within like three minutes, he said, bing, bing, bang, bang, boom. Okay, it's all done. And it was things I couldn't press from my side to get somebody from their side to go, oh, okay, well, we'll do whatever. So on New Year's Day, my Christmas album debuted on Spotify and iTunes. I'm so excited to tell you that if you are on the show page here on Blog Talk Radio, you'll you'll see my shameless music play, Ad Blonde Jesus, the musical, and have yourself a Merry Little Christmas to your Spotify playlist today. Just click the link and it'll take you right there. But um, yeah, so on Christmas Eve, I worked at my you know job at the grocery store that's my part-time job because having a full-time job isn't enough and so at the end of my shift on christmas eve i come home at 10:30 at night and i shave half my head because i've 
grown out my hair, bleached my hair, bleached my beard, and I look exactly like Santa Claus. If you can take a look at the mm-hmm. picture on the album, you'll see. But the Except whole the, skinny. and skinny. oh, I love you, but that is so not the the case right now. But we're getting back into you know beach butt shape. So I shaved half my head, and the reason I shaved half my head is because I thought I'm going to do a deconstructed Santa. We're going to take a picture of mm-hmm. half of me in a Santa suit and the other half not. And that's what we did. And I just got the proof back for the CD single of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And um, Rebecca, you have not even seen it because I just got this back from my cousin Dean, who does all of my Photoshopping and making me look great. And I'll send that to you after the show. But I'm very excited to share that with you, that um, that the album, if you want Christmas music in January, it's here. But now here's the cool part about this album. It, it is titled Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, but there's a Halloween song. There's a Valentine's Day song. There's a Thanksgiving Day song. There's a Gay Pride song. There's an Earth Day anthem. And there's a Valentine's Day song and a New Year's Eve song. So we've got all of these holidays and themes of the year thrown in with a bunch of new Christmas classics that I recorded with my music producer, Brian Pothier of Pothier Productions up in Brea, California, A plus job, Brian. Um, so that's the, that's the little news that Santa has gone away. Yeah. And I, I did see a photo from you. You did see a photo, but yeah. I'm going to share with you the final result. Okay. And okay. it is Stunning. And so I'm super excited. If I, if I shared it with you yesterday, Rebecca, then I probably did. But uh, my guess is that, oh, I did, but I didn't send, yeah, it's, that was like almost done. Anyway, so there we go. See, I forgot that yeah, I sent no, it to I'm you. That's too. how crazy my day's yeah. been. That's okay. My days have all been crazy too. And being on these meds, I don't remember half the stuff right now. I wish I had that as an excuse. <laughs> I, I will tell you, I, I sometimes worry. And I'm concerned, and this is a legitimate statement. Sometimes I'm going, do I, do I have like onset dementia coming on? Do I have onsite early, you know, Alzheimer's coming on? My memory has just been like garbage this last year. I can walk from one room to the other going, okay, what am I here for? And I think we all do that. But I'll call the dogs the wrong name and or, you know, I can give you a thousand different examples. And I'm going, I think I'm losing my mind. Um, yeah, and I don't have the benefit of pain medications or alcohol or any other drugs in my system stronger than aspirin to blame on it. No, but, you know, there's, I think a lot of people are feeling that way at, at every age. Hmm. And honestly, you know, this whole thing with COVID has really created a lot of stress for everyone, the whole planet, everybody on the yeah. planet. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are a lot of people who are, noticing that their cognitive health seems declined, but it's, you know, my personal opinion is a lot of it has to do with the stress that COVID has created. Well, I'll blame it on the COVID then, because that will be the scapegoat of my 2021 coming into 2022. (laughs) I will tell you that I am enjoying the level of cardio that I'm able to start, start doing that I have been doing the last, I don't know, six, eight weeks that, I really put off thinking, okay, I've got to like stop all exercise and not do anything. because that's going to totally rehab my shoulder as dumb as that logic was. Even when I was saying that, Rebecca, I knew that that was dumb logic. And there we go. But um, I find when I do the cardio stuff, I am able to get rid of all of the anxiety, the um, 
you know, just the, the yuck of life. And if I don't do it, then, you know, I, I just, my thoughts go in a completely weird direction about, okay, you know, they're looking at me weird or this or that, or why are the dogs not eating their breakfast? All the weird stuff. So I'm a big fan of getting the exercise in. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, frankly, I had started working on the climber again, you know, working out on the climber and Mm -hmm. um, was setting up a schedule for myself of walking more again. And uh, so that's all on hold. And, uh, oh, by the way, the one little tidbit that I didn't mention is I have to sleep sitting up. I cannot. Oh, no. So that's really fun. Trying to get the well, no wonder you can't sleep. Well, yeah. (laughs) And the Percocet wears off after three hours. It's like, oh, it's been three hours. Okay, I got an hour to kill. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I have to sleep sitting up. So uh, I'll find out more tomorrow about how much longer. I think probably as long as I have the immobilizer, I sleep sitting up. So that means Uh, another month. Is that like sitting straight up or is it, can you recline a little bit? Is there any forgiveness there? I'm kind of reclining, but it's, it's hard. It's, I will tell you, it is really hard to get into a comfortable position and stay comfortable. It's it's just, you don't realize what, that your shoulder is pretty much connected to everything. Yep. You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, And I keep trying to remind myself as long as I'm out of pain, I can remind myself that this is just part of the journey and Mm -hmm. it's okay. And just relax. And I will be good as new, which I know I will. And, um, you know, like I said, as long as I'm out of pain, I can just relax and try to surrender. And I'm, so what are you I'm, finding, I'm starting to look at the head. So what are you finding to eat in, in your daily routine? How is your kid and your support network feeding you? Well, <laughs> we had a lot of Christmas stuff here. Because remember, this happened on December 16th. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, frankly, I ate a lot of junk there for a bit. And um, there's still been a little bit. When my friend Sandra was here from Arizona, they went out and picked up food each day. Um, but, I, you know, as of today, I started on having my shakes again. Good. So, What um, flavor is so your today favorite was the first right now? Chocolate mint. That's the one that I always have at this point. I love it. I love chocolate mint. So chocolate mint. Yeah, so that's what I pretty much have that every day. Hot or cold, that's that's my shake. And I thought I was going to have two today. But frankly, I'm not hungry enough for a second shake. Mm, so okay. I had one meal. I had one meal, which was, um, okay, so Costco carries street taco kits, which I love. And my kid loves. She'll eat those all day, every day, if I let her. So they come with the little tortillas and they come with the roasted chicken and um, cheese and cabbage and salsa and cilantro sauce and lime. Perfect. And perfect, right? The whole little kit. So I had one of those and then I had some Christmas cookies because Sandra's mom used to put extra cookies in Sandra's lunch for me when we were in third grade. And so she sent a care package because she still loves to bake, 80 years old. God love her soul. Thank you, Lynn. Um, But she sent some goodies. So I had a few of the goodies that she had sent. And so that's what I've eaten today. And I've had two bananas because I I eat the bananas before I'm taking the meds. And that's it. So 
you know, tomorrow, if I feel like I'm hungry enough, I'll have two shakes. But, um, yeah, so I'm kind of back on the healthier stuff right now. Um, I have a lot of fruit in the house. And um, the next uh, grocery run, which my ex-husband has been doing the groceries, thank you very much, um, you know, I'll have more veggies and stuff. And actually, what I'm really craving is soup. What I would really like is a Costco chicken noodle soup. Um, but it's hard to eat. So bending over, like trying to brush my teeth, bending over the Mm -hmm. sink, Mm -hmm. really, really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Uncomfortable and hard to do. So soup, I literally am wearing apron because a bib isn't enough. I have to cover my whole lap and everything. Well, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Can I give you a recommendation? Yes, please. Put your chicken soup in a coffee mug. And drink it like a cup of coffee. Oh, I love you, Garrett. I know you well, know that, there but you thank go. you. Did, w- haven't yeah. even thought about it. Haven't right. even thought about it. I will do that. I will absolutely do that. Uh huh. More in your mouth, you less in your lap. Me. Yes, I like that. Yes, yeah. less laundry. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Perfect. You could probably even reduce back to a bib. I mean, let's just get crazy. I might be able to do that. Yeah, and it's and see again, it's like. Am I thinking straight? Nah, I'm usually a pretty good problem solver, but now nah, this has been weeks and I didn't come up with that one. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anytime. I'm just here to make your life easier. Mm-hmm. It's the simple things. It really is. Well, you know, yeah. I have to tell you, it, it really, it comes down to the simple stuff. And, you know, it was December 16th. I had purchased a couple of little things. I had done nothing for Christmas. I hadn't done anything. We had the tree with the lights on it. Did, uh, my mm-hmm. kiddo put the decorations on. Um, I was going to buy a new tree topper this year. Didn't get that done. I mean, there were no presents under the tree because I couldn't do anything. Right. And my kiddo was fine with it. I have the best kid. She, was, she never is like, well, how come so-and-so didn't get me anything? Never happened. Never hear any of those words. Wow, Mom, did you see this? Look at what I got. That's how my kid is, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So she's been, she's been totally great. She's been totally great. Yeah, so no Christmas cards. My friends didn't get Christmas gifts. Nobody got anything this year. I did get to light the candles for Hanukkah because that happened early enough that I at least was able to do that. Yeah. So we, we kind of do the gift giving at, at Christmas. So, yeah, it was very quiet this year. My sister bought everything, brought everything over here, and um, got a honey-baked ham. So we had Christmas dinner here, and I basically said, look, I love that you want to do this, and I'll get paper plates and paper napkins, but... I can't do any dishes. Like, I can't clean yeah, up. Yeah. So my ex-husband cleaned up. So he gets extra brownie points. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I know people, there are a lot of people who go, your ex-husband, what? Yes, we do all the holidays together. We get along much better now that we're not married. He's a great yep. person and a great friend, and we love the hell out of our kid. Um, no relationship beyond just being good friends, but I tell you, I will tell you, He's really stepped up for me this time. They, they, my kiddo and, and he were going to take a trip from the 26th to the 30th of December, and they canceled the trip to be home so that I could be taken care of. Um, and um, my ex took me to drop me off for surgery and pick me up. So Well, um, there you go. See, it's proof, this is, it's always fascinating to me when – see, I, I – well, I probably – well, I'm definitely not that close to my ex. However, that is still somebody that I trust. 
Now we don't see each other more than, you know, maybe once a month or twice a month, you know, passing in, in the laundry room because we share. So my, my ex lives in front of me on the same comp in the same, you know, complex. Um, and I live in the back house and he lives in the front house, which is just completely weird in a Melrose place kind of way. But if I need somebody to watch the dogs, I say, you know what, can you, come and watch the dogs or, you know, can, if you get a package from Amazon, can you put it in the laundry room or something like that? I know this can be done. I, mm-hmm. I just, I am so on board with you, Rebecca. I don't get people who don't get along with their exes because to me, there's no reason not to, it's just the relationship had just run its course. So just right. get past that. And, you know, there was a point that you had deep love for each other in some particular way but I think everything changes over time. You're never going to be, oh my God, Rebecca, you know, that goes away. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're mature enough to say, you know what, I still respect you or like you as a person and I'm so glad we are not together. You know, I hope you're okay with that. And they are. Why not? Well, I'm, I'm right there with you. And granted, he doesn't live in front of us, but he, he lives He's you around know, the corner, at the, at the you know, corner. Or down the he street, lives down the street, you know, yeah, he lives yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I always say that to people. I say, look, I loved him enough to marry him and have a child with him. He's a good person. Yeah. But the relationship with our lifestyles are just not compatible. Right. And that's okay. Sometimes it takes a while to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, your ex is a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Your ex is a sweetheart. He is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And anyway, yeah, I'm glad you would give that his kind of relationship shirt too. to and his last dollar to anybody, and he does, much to my chagrin. <laughs> but you know, that's his life. I don't live his life any longer, and you know, he doesn't live mine. So there's a lot of respect for space and privacy. But um, yeah, I so I, I'm always so pleased to hear that Dave is is a great resource and a friend to you because. Um, you know, quite frankly, it's hard. I can't imagine trying to do this. You know, when you know, you'd be on your own up a flight of stairs and the whole thing. And yet, you know, people have to do this all the time. I'm so glad you have the support. Yeah, thank you. I know I'm, I'm very blessed. I mean, I'm, I, I do have people checking in with me pretty much every single day asking if I need anything. Mm-hmm. So, of, of course, my kid is like, well, can't we just Postmate? <laughs> so, yeah, there's that too. <sighs> the Postmate generation. Yeah, that's that's like really a thing now, I guess, for parents having to deal with kids saying, "Oh yeah, I've, I've got to stay after school for a project. Can you Postmates, you know, something or whatever?" And I'm like, you know, back in back when I was your age, you know, I would be like, <laughs> "You figured it out. You either, you know, just because school was out didn't mean you needed another meal. You'd be home for dinner. You don't need to eat again." Or if you're going to need something, you take a, you know, you figure out with a candy bar or stop and, you know, buy some really unhealthy French fries or a pizza or something like that. <laughs> I never understood how helpless these kids are these days saying, oh, you know, mom, can't you post made some Dunkin' Donuts to us? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, and I always tell I always tell my kids like that's between you and your dad. The Postmates accounts on dad's thing. I don't pay for any of that. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, because I really well, just everybody. the from Costco. <laughs> yeah, well, you on on Thursday you might have a surprise on your doorstep. I don't know. I might have some um, um, store bought chicken soup, like gourmet chicken soup, that I might have here for you. So uh, be on the lookout for that possibly Thursday. I make no guarantees if I remember or not. Uh, but with well, that, everybody, thank you, and I appreciate I am, you. 
Yeah, well, you're very welcome. I am going to let you know that tonight to, um, you know, celebrate Christmas, because it's January, and it's our first show of the year. We're going to kind of wrap up the show with my Christmas song, Have Yourself a Very Merry Christmas. Um, You can get it on iTunes, Spotify, you know, anywhere you get your music. If you want to listen to it, favorite it, share it, that's awesome. We'll be back next Monday with a very special guest co-host, uh, Rick Caritas. I believe I'm saying his last name correctly. I've known Rick for years, and I've worked on projects with him, but he's going to come on and talk about whatever the heck Rob wants to talk about, uh, or Rick wants to talk about, and I'm very excited that he's going to take time out of his new year to share those projects with us. And then, of course, we'll get into, you know, Rob and um, Mary Lou and Stephanie, blah, blah, blah. You know, we got we got the whole gang back, folks. So Rebecca will be next back on the first Monday of um, February. We've got the whole schedule. I mean, it's on a spreadsheet, folks. That's how legit this is. They're all <laughs> on a spreadsheet. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy. Have yourself a very Merry Christmas. It's the combination of the original lyrics, which were very sad and dark, with the new lyrics, which are you know 70 years old. But these are the lyrics that everybody sings today. You'll enjoy them for at least a couple more minutes before the show runs out. And then we'll be back next Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific. Have Have yourself a merry little Christmas. It may be your last Next year we may all be living in the past Have yourself a merry little Christmas Pop that champagne Next year we may all be living in New York No good times like the olden days Happy golden days of yours